Yeah, I think it's it's about that time. I think it is about that time. I'm in a good place. I'm in a good mood. I hope you are too. Let's get this thing started. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Man Look Podcast. Sis May, just your boy today. And, um... We took a we took a day off um, for Labor Day, so that that ain't no episode come out, you know. So if y'all was questioning, oh, why ain't no episode out? Labor Day fell on a day that we usually post, so I was like, nah, it's not it's not gonna happen. We had some people over. It was a it was a function. There was grain alcohol in the mix. It was it was all over the place. But we gonna we gonna see if we can slow it down and put these things in order. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. Hope by the time that this hits your earlobes that you are in a good place, better than you were the day before, and all that good stuff, motivation, we starting positive, and I like that, because we don't know where this episode is gonna go, so we're gonna start positive, anyway, Labor Day, uh, or the day, mm, was it the day before, I think it was the day before we had some people over, some old friends, uh, and it was, it was great, it was some hijinks that ensued, some beverages that were made that I didn't necessarily agree with, but I definitely consumed, and it was, a, it was a good time, what I noticed is that no matter how far apart uh, our friend group is or whatever, the core still like stands. So you still get like the the reason why your friends are your friends. And it's really dope. Like people are getting older, people are getting married and making new people and doing all this other stuff. And you look back on when you first met them or you coming into your friendship with them huh, coming and you see them now it's just like this progression you're like oh man I remember back in you know back in the day when things were completely different and look at you now you're a beautiful unique snowflake you're a swan now and that's that's really dope shout out to my swans out there uh I don't know what that means but you know what it means if you know you know <laughs> um anywho um I've been reading a little bit and I feel like I could see how book people become book people. So I just finished a book um, a little while ago. I'm starting another book and I keep wanting to tell people about the books that I'm reading. So I'm like, hey, (laughs) there's this thing. And it's like the way I like to do things, especially when it's something I'm interested in, I want to bring it up casually if I can uh, outside of like entertainment or funny things or whatever if it's like the topic is the topic and I'll just slowly bring in the thing that I'm like low-key obsessed with so I'm gonna share it with you all uh I finished um talking to strangers the things you need to know about the people you don't uh, Malcolm Gladwell I think he's probably my favorite author I believe so. Look at me. I have a favorite author. Anyway, the whole book is about um, the misunderstanding of strangers and people having this like idea of who people are and it being different and why that's happening. And the way he goes about it in the book is like bringing up certain examples. There's one really interesting one. See what I'm doing right now? I'm, I'm just bringing in the book. It wasn't as smooth as I'd like it to be, but we're doing it now. One interesting one was... um. This spy that was in Cuba around the, um, I was going to say the Ice Age, the Cold War. And apparently she was like the, she was a double agent. She was the fucking shit. And as far as like an agent here 
for the Americas, but lo and behold, she was working for motherfucking um the Cuban dude, uh, uh, you know the Cuban dude around that time, and everyone that knew her, quote unquote, was like, oh yeah, she's a great agent. She's always this. She's always that. Nothing really was out of place. Lo and behold, she was a fucking double agent. It was wild, and this idea was about defaulting to truth. And I thought that was really interesting. Like if something comes up, that's a bit odd, you kind of misplace it or displace it rather. And you default to what you believe, you know, for example, if your friend is showing up with like bruises or something like that, and you're like, oh man, what's, what's going on? And they tell you something. Oh, I fell down the stairs. You'll just accept, Hey, they fell down the stairs. Lo and behold, that may not necessarily be the truth, but you're defaulting to what they tell you because that's all you have to go by. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it's a really interesting read. I thought so anyway. And, um, I'm recommending books now. <laughs> so welcome to the future. Uh, if you would like to pick up um, talking to strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. I would love to hear about it, and uh, you can tell me about it. Speaking of, of books, I'm I'm currently reading Fight Club. Um, if you did not know, my favorite movie is Fight Club, so I thought, hey, why not read the book? And I'm I was always curious to see the differences, the parallels, and the the mismatches between the book and the movie. And I feel like having the movie as a kind of a basis or foundation kind of structured the way that I read the book, if that makes sense, because the movie is kind of like a a fast paced thing. So I felt myself reading the book faster and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's not a very long book, not at all. And I'm on the, the ass end of it now. And I know what's happening and I know what's about to happen, but it's still very interesting to see the dynamics and dualities of the things that are similar and the things that are different. So I'm curious to know how those like for real, for real diehard book people are when their favorite books become adapted to something, because I'm going from the reverse situation where I had the movie, I adore it, and now I'm going back towards the book how does that feel when you have this like mental picture of these certain characters and their mannerisms and the way that they do certain things and then it's excuse me and it's adapted to the screen like is that is that something that's cool is it like super dope is it not because i know sometimes it's not great like the twilight whole situation i know those books were fucking huge for young adults and then you got bella swan moping around you know doing whatever she's doing so sometimes you miss sometimes you don't miss I, I, I don't know it is what it is I just think that it's interesting the the dualities of that <sighs> well, I feel like I was talking really fast was I talking really fast probably I think that's okay we'll see anyhow so as you also know um I am very single and I'm, I've made peace with that even though some people around me are not at peace with that even though they kind of pretend to be but it made me think about the idea of bringing someone into my life currently. So I was cleaning my bathroom and I was under the, 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 the sink where, you know, your cleaning supplies usually lie. And I was thinking about how interesting it would be to like have some of my space be taken up by another person. Like, Oh, if I'm in a relationship with someone, maybe they want to leave some things here. So my empty space may one day be occupied with something else. Right. So I was thinking about this. The idea of red flags or the concept of a red flag, red flag is usually a deal breaker, right? 
Now, think about this. You're dating someone and they have all the toiletries that you need. Let me paint this picture for you. So you, I'm put, I'm going to try to do this as best I can. We'll see how it goes. So, um, I'm dating a, a lady. I go to her residence and I go to her bed. We're, we're dating for a little while. I decide to stay the night. I don't have any of my things. I don't have my hoe bag. Oh man, I forgot my hoe bag. So I go to her bathroom and she has all these things. She has a uh, body wash. She has, um, maybe some shaving situations. She has some deodorant. She has some like lotions and things of that nature, but they're all like male stuff. So it's not like, Oh, you can use my body wash. You can use my shampoo, whatever. She has stuff specifically for males. Is that a red flag or not? And it's really interesting because the the alternative, the flip of it may not be as egregious. So if I have all the things ready for a lady to stay over, maybe I have some some pads or some tampons or something and I have some some dove, some lady deodorant and soap and things of that nature. Maybe I have a couple extra toothbrushes, you know. At what point is it like being prepared and what point is it a red flag? Because I feel like that line gets really blurred at times because the idea of being prepared is really cool, right? You want to be prepared for situations that come up, you know, people that be, are around, but or can you be too prepared? I'm thinking about think, think, I'm thinking about making this into a series, depending on how uh, people respond to it, like the idea of it. And I would love to hear people's responses to this because I think it's a green flag. I think it's a go. I think that if someone that you're interested in or around has things for you, that can't be a bad thing. But on the flip side, it's kind of like, how and why did you acquire these things? So another situation, green flag or red flag, you're at a bar, you meet someone and they buy you a drink, but they're not drinking. So you ask them about it. Why aren't you drinking? They tell you flat out, I want to take someone home tonight and I don't, I don't want to drink and drive. Now, is that a red flag or a green flag? They're being responsible. They're being safe. They don't want to drink and drive. That's not good. You don't want to bring that type of juju into the, to the world, to the planet. But is it kind of weird that they could be quote unquote, taking advantage of someone because if you're getting sloshed, your inhibitions are going to be a little bit smudged. And this person thinking crystal clear, you know, could possibly, in theory, take advantage of you. And does the, the flag color change if it's a guy or a girl? Because a sober guy giving alcoholic beverages to a woman who he tells that, hey, I want to take someone home tonight. I'm not drinking so I can drive possibly you home with me tonight is that a red flag or not and on this and on a flip sober woman liquoring some guy up buying him drinks is it a red flag or not my the honesty factor makes me more comfortable with it because they tell you at the jump they're like hey this is my situation i'm here i'm the purpose of me coming out tonight was to find someone to go home with they let you know that 
you you hear that and you accept it. Medea said, <laughs> actually, I think it's a quote from Maya Angelou, but Medea said, when someone tells you who they are, you believe them. If someone tells you, hey, I want to take someone home tonight, I'm not drinking so I can drive, you accept that, right? You're not going to be surprised when they do exactly what they said they were going to do. I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing, an interesting concept to wrestle with, the idea of the whole red flag situation and how it could sway with certain additions or whatever. Um, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see if the whole idea of a series comes from this. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right, let's see if we can help some people. I want to hear from you. If you think it would be a good idea to have those, those red flag things come back up, you let me know. Let's see if we can help some other people out get some advice going i love it when i open it up and it's like right there like there's a good one right there for instance uh from user <laughs> i'm fitting to die <laughs> from user i'm fitting to die title is so my friend raped someone and i can't decide if i should stop talking to him now i don't know the details but immediately from that title it's telling me you probably shouldn't be talking to this person um okay there's some edits in here there's a lot of edits there's edit four says to read first so we're gonna read edit four first so basically he confirmed he sexually assaulted someone but did not rape them similar in my eyes but i guess there is a difference this occurred three years ago and he was cut off from a bunch of his past friends and he got therapy for it three years he got therapy for three years. His relationships with his parents also suffered, so I'm leaning towards staying friends. But I would like advice on it. I would like advice if I should. Also, he recognizes he was a bad person and he deeply regrets that period of his life. That was edit four. Now we're going to get into the story. Um, I've known this guy for at least five years and I just found out he forced himself on someone a while ago. Fucked up that guy mentally for a long time but i don't know what to do this guy is particular this guy in particular is friends with a whole bunch of other people i enjoy being around so i don't want to sever those relationships please help p.s i don't know if this is an sfw not safe for work so i will mark it just to be safe the first edit that's coming after the fourth edit because it said read the fourth edit first edit a lot of people are saying to cut him off cut him out so i think i will try to slowly remove him from the groups i'm in and try my best to keep my relations with the people i like is there an easy way to do this okay we got a lot of questions edit two should i also just straight up ask if it's true i'm in high school and have like three classes with him so idk if that's the best idea Edit three, please read this edit. <laughs> so I heard from a different friend that he forced himself on another person, but I do not have the full story. I want to wait to see if I can get more info before I, before I make any critical decisions. Okay, it's a lot of information here. We're going to see if we can just nip this right in the bud. You shouldn't be around this person. You should probably wean yourself off get away from this person um and i say that not 
with the, the 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 lacking of understanding that people change it's just there's still so much uncertainty for instance you don't know for sure if he did or didn't do it right the idea of the accusation is enough to come seeking advice i feel as though without having your for certain your for your certain answer i think the best best bet would probably just be to play it safe because you don't necessarily know what this person is capable of and if it does come to be true that they did do these things that they've been accused of you don't want to be associated with this person at all obviously the people that were associated with them didn't want to be and they started to wean themselves off so you might want to follow suit I don't know how close you are to this person. And at this point, you may not be that close because you're in high school. So you're probably on the younger side and you don't don't know them that well, because I feel like this will be something that would come up. Um, maybe, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe it wouldn't come up. I don't know. Regardless, my my best advice will probably be to stay away. Um, some edits. Uh, is there any way to do this? Me Personally, in the past, when I've had issues with people who I thought were my friends and I wanted to remove them, cut and dry. That was me. That was the past. And their situation and the reason why I wanted to cut them off was nowhere near as severe as your situation. It was something that came up that I didn't like and I addressed it immediately and cut it off immediately because I didn't want it to fester. Because if it's something that could get into your friend group and then cause some type of like shift in the way that things work and now you can't talk to this person because they're in cahoots with that person and all this other stuff no cut it off get it from the root make sure it doesn't seed itself into your life any more than it has to be any more than it has rather and do your best to move on I understand that you may have some classes with this person I'm not saying to be a dick to him you can be cordial hello goodbye but keep it base level because that's honestly all that they need sorry not sorry um thank you i'm finna die um next one this is an interesting one from a baby bird fan i like when they don't have numbers or anything baby bird fan writes i think i've been possessed um there's a warning here suicide mention not about me Okay, also posted. Okay, anyway. So I've had some weird paranormal experiences in my life. Random screaming in my head that feels foreign. A lot of sleep paralysis demons and the sense that I've been watched when I'm alone on and off. Recently, I had some weird things go on in my house. Visions of spirits. Someone writing a name of a person who killed themselves in brackets we have. Who had connections to my flat, I think in brackets and blood on my stairwell and what felt like a demon trying to possess me brackets again with physical pain attached in brackets things since then have gone pretty badly for me i've i found being around people incredibly hard and feel very little desire to connect with anyone i also relapsed with a lot of my bad habits that i'm that i've stopped before these most recent experiences I'm wondering if anyone would know how to deal with this or if anyone has any advice. Thank you. This would be the perfect time for Donovan to be here because he knows all about the the way to deal with ghouls and goblins and all of that good stuff. 
Um, well, I think you should exhaust all your resources first. Figure out if this is an internal thing or an external thing. Because what tends to happen in the horror movies is shit starts to happen and then they reach out for help and then no one believes them. And it's like a cry wolf thing and they keep reaching out for help and no one believes them until some shit goes left. Now, with this, I appreciate you taking the step to reach out for help. However, comma, I do believe the best idea is to make sure that what's happening to you isn't an internal thing, meaning it's not your own mental attacking yourself. There are cases where people have developed uh, disassociative disorders, mental disorders, things of that nature, where it seems as if there are other people around. Maybe you have some hallucinations, audio or visual. Visual is usually more rare. Audio is more common where you hear things, like you said. And if you are actually seeing things, hallucinations, if it is a hallucination, then you might want to see a doctor about that. So that's going to be my first plan of action. See a doctor about this. Um, Make sure there's nothing wrong with you mentally. Uh, Now, if you are keen and your health is good, (laughs) you should probably get the fuck out of this flat or this space that you're in. Uh, Sleep paralysis forgot what the cause of sleep paralysis is it could be a couple of things i believe stress is a cause of sleep paralysis and this could definitely be a whole full circle thing so if you're stressed out about this it could be causing you to have sleep paralysis which is not fair but true so another thing another thing that could be alleviated with a trip to the doctor so make sure that also gets brought up when you go check yourself out mentally and see where your stress levels are at then If it's possible, maybe you want to remove yourself from this flat that you're in, from this apartment for the Americans. That's probably going to be a good way to, you know, get away from it. Because if you did not know, uh, (laughs) and Donovan would tell you if he was here, but what happens is ghosts and goblins, demons, if you would, usually are attached to something. So if they're attached to a place, they're going to be in that place. So if you are living in that place, you're going to have to deal with those ghouls and goblins. So and if you are serious about this and if it is ailing you as much as it seems to be ailing you, you might want to remove yourself from that situation. It's nothing like a, a change of scenery to, you know, help things brighten up. Just an idea. Get yourself checked out mentally. If you're A-OK there, then you may want to change your, your physical space. Just a suggestion. You ask for help. We're going to see if we can help you. Um, now, we're going to see if we can help you all listening with some movie recommendations. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I just saw Shang-Chi today. Just came back from that. That was a blasty blast. I would recommend that for sure. Um, I'm going to recommend Cruella on Disney+. Plus. If no one has recommended that yet, that was solid. Shout out to, what is her damn name? Emma Stone. Shout out to Emma Stone. Big crush on Emma Stone. Not big, big crush on Emma Stone. Yeah, she's she's a cutie pie. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend Alone again. I know I recommended it already. Alone, if you don't know, if you missed the episode where I talked about it before, it's basically a show where people are in the wilderness by them by themselves. Something you don't know about these survival shows, quote unquote. Usually, there's like a camera crew. There's like a safety thing. There's like a something like hearkening you holding you to like safety 
And in this show, they don't have that. So my understanding of how it works, there are 10 people and they have to survive out in the wilderness on their own or alone. Hey now, for as long as they can, they don't know how many people are left. They don't know where those people are, but they're all in the general area. So Bob, maybe 10, 15 miles away from Stan and Stan could be like eight or nine miles from Susan. But like the, the, what's in between them is probably like something really difficult to traverse. So they really never run into each other. Anywho, if you're the last one standing half a million dollars, not a bad gig, but what happens is people get over in over their heads very quickly. And it's really interesting to see and how quickly people will like leave. So the first season they're in, I think Canada or some like remote island off the coast of Canada or something like that. And the area that they're in, it's really like wet. So something that they're running into, an issue that they're running into is like starting fires. And if you've never seen any survival shows, fire is a major thing. You boil your water to get rid of any parasites that could be living in it. You cook your meat with fire. So if you can't start fires, that's a fucking issue. So you have to see how they all deal with it in different ways. It's really interesting. And then the wildlife and the animals, the predators the predators because of certain places that they are there could be certain predators that might want to eat their faces and that's something that they got to deal with i can't recommend the show enough after i'm finished recording this actually i probably edit it after i'm finished recording it and after i'm finished recording then editing then i'll probably watch them alone we'll see how that goes um yeah what else I think that might be it from my recommendations. And I still want to hear from you all. If you if you are recommending something for us to, to look at, or maybe even books, because we're, we're in that place now. We would love to hear. Speaking of books, transition. Uh, get these <laughs> Would You Radish popping. And I kept the marker in the book this time, so you don't have to hear me shuffling through pages. Look at me. I've grown so much since I started reading. One, one not, not, not enough growth. 237. Would you rather sense danger or sense money holy shit would you rather sense danger or sense money huh i would rather sense money but now now this is when you get in the nitty-gritty about it like if you walk past a bank are your money senses gonna tingle i don't know because i feel like i i'm pretty okay with avoiding danger some things you just, you know, avoid. Don't walk down the dark alley. Don't go into the cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods, another movie. If you're in the horror mood, that's not a bad one to start with. But um, I'm going to go with sense money. So I'm, my idea of how this would work is like you're in a place where you're like, oh, something is telling me to look down. Oh, man, there's $5 there. Cool. That's really awesome. Or like if you're an investor or you're in the stocks and things like that, your senses would tell you to buy the stock and sell that stock. That would be amazing. Oh yeah. Sense money, sense money for sure. I mean, sensing danger would cool, be cool. You get your Spider-Man, your Peter Tingle, if you know, you know, but sensing money, come on now. How fucking gangster would that be? I don't know. Cause I can't do it. 238. Would you rather eat Cracker Jacks or Crunch and Munch? Hmm. I think does Cracker Jacks still come with the game. Which one came with the game? I think it was Cracker Jacks that came. The king with jacks, right? Like the little ball and the little jacks. Do you motherfuckers know how to play jacks? I know how to play jacks. 
I'm not as old as I, people think I am, but I know how to play jacks. And because it comes with the game, I'm going to say Cracker Jacks, but something about Crunch and Munch is beckoning to me. I'm not really sure. I don't know. No, no, I do know. I'm going to say Cracker Jacks. Yeah, because of the game. Why not? A little snack while you're you're, you're um, playing your game from the 20s. Uh, last one, 239. Would you rather have swollen hands or swollen feet? Swollen hands or swollen feet? I'm going to say... I'm thinking it's swollen to the point where it hurts, right? So would I rather have my feet hurt all the time or my hands hurt all the time? I'm going to say my hands. I would probably rather have swollen hands because you can't walk on swollen feet. You can't do anything. Well, you can't really do anything with swollen hands either because what would you... What, are you going to drive somewhere? You can't hold a steering wheel. Damn, what's the lesser of two evils? Can I have one swollen hand and one swollen foot? Probably not. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say swollen hands. Yeah. Oh, man. How swollen are, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm going to say swollen hands. I feel like that would be easier to deal with, maybe, than swollen feet. Shout out to my people with uh, cankles out there. You know who you are. We love you. Anywho, let us know. What would you rather have? Swollen hands or swollen feet? Because I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of wrestling with this one. Um, I really want to know your thoughts about the whole red flag situation. Do those sound like red flags to you? Are they go? Are they no? Who knows? We'd love to hear from you. Um, follow us on Instagram, The Man Look Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, The Man Look Pod. You can follow me. Matt Swami on Instagram, Twitter, and all that good stuff. If you have any cues you want us to A, or if anything tickled your pickle, what, about this episode, and you want to reach out to us, uh, Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I think that might be it. Is that it? I think it might be it. Yeah. So as always, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, thank you for listening to this episode of The Manlook Podcast. Peace. Peace, 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 peace.